This is What The Flux. I'm Brett. And I'm Justin. And it's Thursday, the 23rd of June. Justin, China's intense COVID lockdowns Mm -hmm. could cost Apple a whopping $8 billion in sales. And that's just this quarter, my (laughs) friend. massive. Brett, as interest rates are rising, new data from PEXA shows that Aussies are refinancing like it's going out of fashion, really killing the major bank's share of the mortgage market. We're talking refinancing deals jumping 50% in Queensland, 46% in WA. Three volatile stories today, Justin. <laughs> Let's do it. For our first. Hum, the consumer loan slash buy now pay later company, mm-hmm. has seen five of its directors commit to step down from the board after a deal to sell the business fell through. Uh, a more painful saga than Harry and William Brett. Tell me more. <laughs> so Hum is a financial services company mm-hmm. with a big focus on buy now pay later. They rebranded from Flexi Group a few years ago to be a little more modern. <laughs> and earlier this year, we found out that financial services company Latitude was in talks to buy Hum. How much are we talking numbers, man? Well, whispers were that it was around $355 million, part cash, part shares. And to incentivize shareholders to accept the deal, Hum's directors told their shareholders that Hum was totally unprofitable. So they need this deal from Latitude to pretty much save them? But Brett, from the time the whole saga started, Latitude shares had fallen significantly. Which meant the value of the deal had also fallen significantly, about $100 million. Next minute, the deal has a officially been called off. And five of the company's directors have agreed to step down as a result. So what is the key learning here? When things go pear-shaped at a company, often directors and CEOs are the first to fall on their sword. You see, directors are very much expected to be representing the best interests of their shareholders. In Hum's case, its directors called the business unprofitable in order to get the deal done. And let's be honest, Justin, doesn't show a huge amount of faith in the business. (laughs) So, you know, now the deal hasn't gone through, it's a hard place to come back from for the directors. And just like when AGL's directors and chair stepped down after their failed demerger mm-hmm. plans, Hum's directors had to bow out too. For our second story, Naomi Osaka, the four-time Grand Slam champion, is launching a new media company with the aim of crossing cultural barriers. An interesting shot from Osaka mm-hmm. there, Justin. What is the story? Okay, so we all know Naomi Osaka. She's a major tennis superstar. And she's dabbled in a few ventures outside of tennis, mm-hmm. like an NFT collection with Tom Brady's NFT platform named Autograph. She's also got her own skincare brand called Kinlo, which is stocked in 3,000 stores around the US. But now, she's entering the media space, Jazzy yeah, Boy. she's partnering with LeBron James to start a media production company called Hanakuma. Which happens to translate to Flower Bear. Talk me through it. Well, it's all about this, Justin. Naomi Osaka, she wants to shine a light on different cultures. And Brett, what's interesting is that this is the first female tennis athlete in the middle of her career to branch out to build her portfolio of businesses. Interesting. So what is the key learning here? Most say, focus on the game during your career, focus on the business post-career. You see, often athletes will embark on other business ventures towards the end of their career. Think Tom Brady and his NFT platform autograph. Or Serena Williams and her venture capital firm, Serena Ventures. Or Greg Norman back in the day with his shark <laughs> brand. But rarely do we see an athlete midway through their career mm-hmm. build a business portfolio. And that's generally because being an athlete is a pretty demanding job. It's got a demanding schedule. And often, there are lots of corporate Mm tie-ups with sponsors and broadcasters that can be pretty tricky to toe that line. But with two businesses already under her belt, all while still playing tennis professionally, Osaka is a bit of a pioneer in her field. Uh For our third and final story, Microsoft is going to stop selling technology that guesses someone's emotions (laughs) in order to get ahead of lawmakers. Uh, I wonder if this makes them happy or sad, Brett. (laughs) What is the story? So for some context here, facial recognition is technology that can be used for things like like unlocking a smartphone,
phone or tagging friends in pictures on social media. And Brett, Microsoft has developed its own version of this tech called Azure Face Services. But Microsoft's technology can also predict a person's emotions, Creepy. their gender, their age. And get this, companies like Uber have been using Microsoft's facial technology to verify drivers. But after conducting a two-year review, mm -hmm. Microsoft found that there were a few problems with its tech. Like the fact that facial recognition tech would likely misidentify women and people with darker skin tones. And the fact that it raised some pretty tricky questions <laughs> around old privacy. And it's all coming at the same time as US regulators debate ethical questions about facial recognition technology. So maybe Microsoft is trying to turn itself <laughs> in before it gets caught. So what is the key learning here? As regulators start to crack down on privacy and antitrust issues more and more, mm -hmm. tech giants like Microsoft have been racing to get ahead of the legislative curve. Now, we know there are antitrust laws that would prohibit big tech companies from prioritizing their own businesses above others. And they're just around the corner of those legislations. So US legislators and even European legislators currently looking into the legal and ethical questions around the use of facial recognition technology. And even this week, it came out that Bunnings, Kmart and JB Hi-Fi have also been using facial recognition tech without shoppers even realizing. But now, Microsoft is going one step further to detract attention from its products mm -hmm. and avoid a run-in with the regulators altogether. So long as your face services. Mm -hmm. Fluxfam, if the podcast isn't enough for you to get your fix on the latest business news, head over and check out the Flux Daily Newsletter. It's a great way to brighten up your day. Comes out in the middle of the day. will really set you up for that second half. Head to flux.finance slash newsletter to sign up. Or the link is in the show notes. Thanks for listening and we'll see you tomorrow.